What up, what up? How you living? Lefko, L-E-F-K-O-E, man with the dude Sims, we're feeling good. It's the ultimate day, it's the pick show. Hope you guys are great, we're gonna go through, we're gonna pick every single game from Thursday night to Monday night, and we're gonna keep track and see how we do. And Sims got really upset because he thinks I only played video clips last Monday of me being right, which might be accurate, <laughs> but I have the power, so I felt like doing it. Oh, do you? Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, but you know what you have? Right. A lot more money in your bank account. Let's yep. take a look at how you did last week. We both went nine and seven, all right? Right. Uh, overall, uh, you are 24 and 23. I am 22 and 25. Man, we still, we all, I you lost money. $80 last week. Wow. I lost 260. Overall, if you've been making all of Sims's bets, you've made $190. If you've made all of my bets, you've lost Man. $1,020. I'm not doing well thus far. The big bets that cost you last week, we both lost. You lost $400 on New England. Oh, and I was right. I don't you care lost two hundred dollars on Denver and Buffalo. Ah, another you lost one. hundred dollars in Pittsburgh. Right, uh, losing to Chicago, yep. and you lost hundred dollars with Baltimore losing in London Ooh. to Jacksonville. Yep. The big wins. If you would have bet with us last week, we both got the Giants right. Um, and then you also got the Jets. You put a lot of money on the Jets. And the Bengals. And the Bengals, we made a lot right, of money. Right. But, you know, right now we're kind of floating around even. You're one game over 500. I'm two games I gotta back. i got to stop those token $100 games. I don't know why i do it. And I'm now that you're saying that, that's literally all I've made this week are $100 games. Right. So I'm in trouble. Um, I, You know, I've beaten you the last three years. Yeah. It's three in a row. Right. I'm not feeling that good right now. No, you're not. Wins. You're going to lose this year for sure. You're feeling it. Definitely. Yeah. I uh, take a lot of I was all over, even those games last week. I was all over. Denver outplayed Buffalo. New England, I mean, Deshaun Watson escaped nine miracles for that not to be a blowout. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm feeling good. I really am. All it's right. It's not perfect. It's hard. This is hard. Yeah. Uh, that's why uh, we have people in this business that refuse to actually pick games. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start off Thursday night football. It's the matchup behind us. It's the mention bench. It's the delicatessen. By the way, we cannot call them the law firm. No? Ben Jarvis Green Ellis was known as the law firm. But he's one guy and he wasn't that good. We can call him that. No, okay. I'm not doing that. Yeah. They're taking on the Packers. It's in Green Bay. Packers have the number 10 offense, number 8 defense. Uh, the Bears' offense is 21, but their defense is 12. We're getting this line at Packers minus 7, Thursday night football. Uh, as always, I will go first. Um, all of the trends are leaning towards Green Bay. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is 6 and 2 at home against the Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers are 5 and 1 against the spread at home. The Bears are 1 and 5 against the spread on the road or no after a loss. Um, the Bears are 0 and 9 on the road in their last 9 games. I am going with Chicago, with all of that being said. Right. Plus 7, I'm only doing $10. Uh, main reason being the offensive line for Green Bay is in shambles. Both offensive tackles are doubtful, Balaga and Bakhtiari. All three of their backups are on the IR. They have a guy from Arizona's practice squad that might have to be playing. Um, I look at Chicago, I think their offensive line is great. I think this is a three-point game. Mm-hmm. I know that I have people in this office that think it's going to be a Green Bay blowout, but I'm going Chicago $10 plus. Why seven. would anybody think it's going to be a Green Bay blowout? Because at any moment, Aaron Rodgers with that Chicago secondary. But, I mean, we just saw Chicago beat Pittsburgh, who has a more talented team. I I understand that. All right, either way, uh, a lot of things there. I I am one that's going the Bears. I'm going $100. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to go any more than that just because it's Thursday night. The Bears can win this football game outright. I mean, period. It's all about number 12. We know that. That's all it's really going to come down to. That's why I can't put any more than 100. But, you know, again, a lot for a Thursday. you got to go with this. This Bears offensive line's awesome. You know who's not probably going to play or not going to be 100% is Mike Daniels. So that's a big issue. The Bears are going to run the ball in Green Bay. You can guarantee it. Yes, they are. Okay? Then the other side, you know, Yes, uh, the Bears' defensive line is going to whoop the crap out of that that Green Bay offensive line. It's not even going to be a contest. The problem is, 
is I think Green Bay is probably going to come to the realization earlier this year than they do of most years where they're going to pretend and act like, oh, we're going to try to run the ball every now and then. No, get the ball to Aaron Rodgers, let him be in the shotgun, let him throw it every play. That's what you are. Your team is nothing else. And from that point, that then they can wear out the Bears' front four because you can only, like you've heard my father say yesterday in the podcast, only can rush the quarterback so many times. You're going to wear out. And that's what their best case is to win. So let him do it. But either way, I do think the Bears are going to keep it close because there is no run game to worry about. The Bears do have that great front seven, and they're never going to put a safety down in the box or even close to anything to let Rodgers have a big play down the field. I mean, if they could stop big plays from Pittsburgh and Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant – you know, I just I have a hard time thinking Randall Cobb or Jordy Nelson's going to run by them. You're feeling really confident. If it wasn't a Thursday night game, I would I would have bet a ton of money on this. Really? Yes. The, the, the short week hurts hurts Chicago. Why? Because Chicago is the better coach team, and this is taking away three extra days of creativity. It's taking mm. away three extra days of their D line being able to go. We're going to get rested up, and we're going to kill this number twelve Aaron Rodgers, and all those things are being taken away from them. Uh, one thing that I want to yeah. say, and this is going in the future for betting Green Bay. Right. I shouldn't give you this information, but I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. I went back and I looked at their last three years in terms of how they do in months. Right. September, the last three years, they're 7-3. and three. Right. So they're about 3-1 and one each month. October, they're about 8-3. Right. Same thing. November, they're 6-7. and seven. Yeah. In weeks 8 through 11, the last two years, they've been 2-7. and seven. Right. So that's usually when they hit their lull. Right. When all those injuries mount up and there's really no depth, November has been the troubling month thus far for Green Bay. Yeah. Just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Well, what were they last year? 4-6? and six, And then they, then they railed off 6 in a row, right? They were 4-6 and six yeah. last year. It's right. pretty incredible. Right. Let's go to the next game. I forgot there's a London game this week. Going to London. Going to London. New Orleans at Miami in London. Miami's 1-1, one one, of course, their first game taken away by the Hurricane. Look at the rankings. Miami's yeah. 27th in offense, 25th in defense. The Saints, 6th in offense, 31st in defense. It's been that way now for it feels like a decade. Yeah. The Saints are favored by three on the road. Yeah. Before I make my pick, I'm curious. Yeah. Do you consider it like like they always put up like road trends? Yeah, no, that's not a part They're of the They're both on the road. They are. And I mean, gosh, I'd argue that Miami's been on the road even more because they went on to California, stayed out there because of the hurricane in Miami. Right. Then they went home and then they went up to the New York Jets and played that game and then straight to London. Uh, I am gonna the, the big point that I'm gonna make here yeah. is I would I really want to put a lot of money on the Saints. Right. The last time the Dolphins were in London, they came back without Joe Philbin. Mm, that's right. And so for me, it's not like this great experience. Like, yes, yeah, Sue was there and Jordan Phillips was there and some of their offensive linemen was there. They didn't have a great time in London. Yeah. This isn't like a building block for them. I am going the Saints here and I am putting one hundred dollars on it. I, I don't know what Lawrence Timmons is going to mean. Mm-hmm. I also don't know what Willie Sneed is going to mean to the Saints. Both yeah. of those guys are coming back. I just know from listening to you yeah. and from looking at it last week, the secondary from the Dolphins stinks. Drew Brees is not going to take a lot of big steps and yeah. let in Dominican Sue. It's going to be, hey, Byron Maxwell, catch Willie Sneed, go. Yes. And I just think the Saints are going to put up a lot of points, right. and I don't have a lot of faith right now in the Dolphins. Adam Gase is trying to motivate this team. Mm-hmm. We played like shit. Yeah. We suck. All week it's been that way. Right. But I didn't realize they had to go to London. Yeah. This isn't a home game. No. So I'm going $100 on the Saints. Yeah, you make a lot of good points, Lefko. I, I um, think the Saints are going to win. I only did $10, though. Okay, so I'm me and sc- you are flipped. I'm scared. Um, I have, I have the Saints winning 34-27. Uh, and your points are just. First of all, I mean, we got to talk about it. I mean, man, it's amazing how quickly NFL – Coaches will forgive when their team stinks. Oh, you quit on our team? Wait, our past defense stinks? Oh, Lawrence Timmons, you can come back. No problem. We taught you a lesson. Uh, they're so full of it. But I guess it really bothers me. That's funny. Um, but then the other thing is um, when I really break down the game, yeah, Miami's back seven stinks. Willie Sneed is the best receiver on the Saints. That's going to help their team out. Over Michael Thomas. I do. I think he's, he's more important because he can do more things for their offense. You know, Michael Thomas does some things better than Willie Sneed. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I think when I just look at that and then I go, yeah, I don't know what to think of Jay Cutler in that Dolphins offense. Either way, that's why I'm just going $10. I just don't know. There's too many unknowns in this game, and I don't trust it, so that's why. But I do think the Saints will win the football game. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was we were talking about this game before the show. 
Drew Brees is different on the road. Yeah. And this is the ultimate road right. for Drew Brees. Right. So it's, I'm a little bit concerned yeah. about that. But London games are crazy. You bet 100 on a Thursday night game. And yeah. We typically don't bet a lot. No. I bet 100 on a London game. We yeah. typically don't do that. I like to avoid those games because weird things happen, but yeah. that's a thing. Right. So we disagreed on those two in terms of money. We agree on these next three games. Here are our identical picks of the week. We are both taking, wow, we are both taking the Jets plus three. Uh, against Jacksonville. We are both taking Cincinnati minus three at Cleveland, and we are both betting on Minnesota against one of our favorite teams, Detroit. Let's start off with the shocker there up top. Uh, We're both taking the Jets here. Yes. I am taking the Jets at home, uh, not just because Jacksonville is coming. This is the first time in five years that Jacksonville has played a game in London and not had a bye week directly after. Them and the Ravens both playing this week. And the fact that they're then having to come and play on the road in New York, um, I think that Jacksonville wants to pound you in the mouth. Yeah. And I do not think you're going to be able to do that against the Jets. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in the Jets, but that's why I put $10. I just like this bet here. Yeah, I, I got the Jets 16 to 13. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't, I don't think there's going to – I don't see it being any other way. Uh, I do. I just think at the end of the day, I need to see a little more Blake Bortles. You know, the one thing, they're 2-1, they're and one, and in the two wins with Jacksonville – they didn't really have to depend on, on Blake Bortles. The defense put them in such a spot where it was just like, hey, Blake, here's the ball at the 20-yard line. Make one throw, and we'll score a touchdown. And they did that. And Blake Bortles has been better. I'm not trying to get on him. I just got to see a little bit more evidence of that. And then the other side of the ball, like Jacksonville's defense is awesome. Uh, I like what the Jets do on the offensive side of the ball. It's a good little system. Johnny Morton, their offensive coordinator, he's a good play caller. He's a good play designer. They don't have a ton of talent. But I don't think they're going to get steamrolled by Jacksonville on that side of the ball. That's why I'm going them by, by three points. Uh, the other game there, Cincinnati-Cleveland. We're both going Cincinnati. I yep. imagine we both think they're the more talented team. Yes. But it's an interdivisional game. Same and Cleveland. I don't trust either of those teams. No, I'm going Cincinnati 19-16 just to let you know. And, yeah, I don't trust Deshaun Kaiser. That's plain and simple. That's all there is to it. He made yeah. bonehead interceptions the last few weeks. And, yeah, Cincinnati's a little bit more battle-tested. And then Detroit at Minnesota. Right. We're both going Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, that's, I guess, no matter which quarterback plays. Right. Uh, if you look at it, Minnesota's offense is currently ranked second. Their defense is ranked 20th. Detroit is 17th on offense and defense. The line currently is off because for the second straight week, they're waiting to see what happens with Sam Bradford. Yeah, this stinks. From what I saw from Case Keenum, though, it doesn't matter. No. Uh, For me, it came down to Jared Davis is still recovering. and He did practice yesterday, right? That Minnesota defense... I think is made to play Detroit. Well, don't look at the you know the thing that that's where this is where rankings the numbers lie. I mean, the pure plain and simple. Uh, you know, the Vikings. Who did the Vikings play in Week One? Um, well, either way, the Saints. The Saints, who got garbage time stats, so that hurt their ranking, right? Uh, you know who they played last week? Jameis Winston and the Bucks. They were up what thirty-one to blah blah blah, and they got garbage time stats. So. The Vikings defense is way better than what it's ranked. I wish Bradford was playing. I wish we had a line. I think Minnesota's going to win 24-20. to 20. Uh, I think Minnesota's really good. Like, the offensive issues are not there anymore. So You're seeing a different Pat they, Shermer right they, now. Pat Shermer, and they have an offensive line, plain and simple. So they're able to do some other things in the, that they weren't able to do in the past, and that's why I like them. Yep, I think it's very – I just think uh, Minnesota's going to be a really good team. Yeah. I love Detroit, mm-hmm. and I would love to see Matt Stafford prove us wrong. Well, he's going to make it close. I mean, yeah. Matt Stafford is the second biggest one-man show in football. I mean, if you had to go one guy to carry a team, it's Aaron Rodgers. Number two, I know people think it's going to be Tom Brady. It's not. It's Matthew Stafford. Uh, Brady is awesome, and he can carry a team, but – he, like I've always said, I mean, he has a lot of plays. Just look at the game last week. The first guy I looked at, wide open, touchdown. I mean, that's that's it's, so it's on a silver platter for him at times. Let's go to a really big prove-it game. This right. is the L.A. Rams at the Dallas Cowboys. The Rams have shown us showed us a, re- a lot of good stuff. They beat the Colts. And they beat the Niners, losing to Washington. But that offense looks different under Sean McVay. Seventh in the NFL. Dallas, man. Dak was amazing on Monday night when Mm -hmm. he needed to be. Their offense is only ranked 19th. Their defense is ranked 10th. The the Dallas Cowboys are favored by 6.5 in this game. When I first looked at this, I went, wow, that's a lot. Because I think Sean McVay can go down there and really dial it up and make it tough. But in the end... I'm betting $10 on Dallas. Mm -hmm. And the main reason is 
I thought about the, the way the Rams' defense is built. And they're very attacking and they get up the field. And I think that this is a game where if Dallas can kind of get that lead, they can pound Aaron Donald. Right. Um, but I think in the end, for me, I know, like I kept thinking, man, if Dak doesn't make those two big throws, they're in trouble in that game. And I don't think the Cowboys are that good. Yeah. Um, for me, though, it's a lot of Sean McVay, Jared Goff, 1 o'clock game. So it's, it's central time. So it'll be 11 a.m. for them coming to the – it's their first real road game because right. the Niners game, I don't really think about that. In Dallas, a lot of pressure. And Todd Gurley made those comments on Thursday night. I know they have more time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Where he sat there with Michael Irvin and he said, I'm going to take it to your boys. Yeah. And you're giving them momentum. I know it's Dallas on a short week and the Rams on a long week, and I'm contradicting myself. Which is so screwed up. I mean, the league, there's two games like that this week. And one team played on Thursday, and the other one played on a short week. And they you're right. Play Niners each other. are playing the Cardinals That's as well. stupid. I mean, but the NFL for me, I, just, I think this is a statement game for Dallas, and I think they're going to pound them. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of that's correct. I mean, Dallas scares me. That's why I'm only going $10. I mean, so you're going on just, new $10. I'm going, I'm going the Rams okay. for $10 uh, just because I think it's close, but I don't feel good about that because Dallas could pound them and win by more. I mean, that's where I think it's interesting. That's where the Aaron Donald conversation comes into. It's really That's funny. what I thought of is Aaron it, Donald. I was like, Zach Martin could eat him up. Well, yeah, that's that's where I always go. Like, Darren, Aaron Donald's the most disruptive interior D lineman in football, but at the same time, you know, He's, I have a so hard time sometimes saying he's the best. Like, yeah, okay, great. He wins his gap a lot. But you know what? Like, Fletcher Cox is a guy that he runs a similar defense, and he wins his gap. And when the running play goes to the other gap, he just goes, roar, and makes a tackle in that gap too. Aaron Donald can't do those things. And that's what I would worry about, yeah, that they do get pushed around, like you said, or they get upfield so fast that Zeke just goes right by them. And everybody's run on the – Rams to this point. The Redskins right. ran on them. The You're 49ers right. ran on them. Yeah. So that's a little scary to me. Um, uh, and even Marlon Mack had success in week one. Yeah, exactly right. So I think that when you just look at For it the that the, you look at it that way, and then I also just go, but I don't trust Dallas. Like then again, Dallas's defense is number ten. I mean, they're not the tenth best defense in football. No. So I Marcus do think, Lawrence is not going to have three sacks. No, I no. think Golf and Gurley are all going to have successful days and keep it very close. I got Dallas winning 27-24. It'll be interesting. I think. Oh, so you do have Dallas winning. Dallas winning. The Rams covering the spread. Yes. Gotcha. Well, right. then I'm happy I picked Dallas. Yeah. yeah. I was. I looked at that line. I went, Ooh, that's a lot of points. That is a lot. I but know. I do think that Dallas. When I looked at the, how they played last year, they're still concerned. All with their Dallas. road games were the close games. The right. Steelers game, all that stuff. Minnesota was really close. Yep. But at home is where they pounded the Ravens. Yeah. At home is where they beat up the Eagles. Right. At home is where they're a different team. Yeah. And I think when they get home, it's going to be. That's just mm-hmm. kind of the way I felt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Buffalo at Atlanta. I think we're going to disagree on this one. Okay. Atlanta is favored by eight. Big line. Atlanta's offense is fourth. Their defense is 15th, and their defense is really good. Buffalo's offense is 26th. Their defense is sixth. I want to give a shout-out to Sean McDermott, who has his team at 2-1 and one with wins over the Broncos, the Jets, and they hung in there with the Panthers and held yeah. them to nine points. Could have won the game. Uh, this is an eight-point line. I went back and I looked. Remember, I picked the Bills to beat Denver this past weekend right. because of what I saw last year. And I went I said, you know, how did they do in their week four game after beating Arizona 41-7? to Went up to New England, and they beat the Patriots 16 to nothing. That was the Jacoby Brissett game. I think that I wanted, I really wanted to pick Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it. Buffalo hasn't played in a dome in two seasons. Mm. Atlanta is fast. I think Buffalo wants to play in a phone booth, and I think Atlanta's going to spread them out, and I, I, I think that Sean McDermott has done a great way of hiding his secondary yeah. and making the most of his defense. I don't think LaShawn McCoy gets the edge against Arizona. I don't think Tyrod Taylor gets Atlanta. the edge. Atlanta, excuse me, gets the edge out there. I think that what I saw against Detroit – this offense is clicking right now, and I think they're going to have sort of Buffalo's head on a swivel. I like Atlanta here, and I put $100 on them. Yeah, I'm not mad at you there. I, it, to me, it was a little risky. I didn't do that. I'm going Bills just for $10. I think Atlanta's going to win the game 31-27. to um, I, 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 The number one thing that scares me is, I mean, it, Julio Jones. He's in trouble of playing. He's got a back problem. I mean, that's not good for a wide receiver. 
Uh, I do think that Atlanta's going to be able to move the ball on them. I don't think there's any denying that. I mean, Atlanta's offense has been very good. This Bills team, yes, they're going to they're gonna have a hard time playing man-to-man coverage against Atlanta, and they're going to play a ton of zone. That's what they do. And I think that Atlanta has enough zone beaters to kind of slowly pick them apart, get the run game going. Marcel Darius hasn't been out there. It's so funny now so that all you those say things. this. Right. Denver is the ultimate man team. Right. And because of that, Tyrod was able to create and roll out yes. and get guys – extend plays. Atlanta's going to sit there. And Tyrod is different on the road than he is at home, apparently right. like every freaking quarterback. Where they NFL. can get you just like they got Denver. Uh, and that's where I think they, they can take advantage of your over-aggressiveness. That's mm. where they got Denver. They got great with the bootlegs because you've got to respect LaShawn McCoy running. And that would be the only thing I think they're going to get some big plays on is play-action bootlegs because Atlanta's so like, there goes LaShawn McCoy, we're all fast, let's go get him. And then they forget about containment, backside, whatever it may be. But I'm with you. I think Atlanta wins the football game. I'm just a little scared that Buffalo will keep it closer than than you think. One thing that I'm going to be paying attention to, Sean McDermott every week thus far has game-planned perfectly for the offense that they face. They shut down the Jets. They couldn't do anything, which is really not that hard. Second game they played Carolina, he knew every play in their playbook. Cam Newton got sacked like six times. Right. Week three against Denver, they contained Trevor Simeon. They did well against C.J. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Granted, two of those games were home, but I want to see, can he figure out Sarkeesian? Right. Is this going to be the first time that we see Sarkeesian not be able to get off? But it right. should be a great game. Yeah. Already, Dallas is going to be a great game against right. the Rams. No, it's a this great should week. Be a game. It's Tonight's a really good game. a good game. Now let's go down to Tennessee at Houston. Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans went out there and had a statement win against Seattle. They had the fifth-ranked offense, 27th-ranked defense. Deshaun Watson, talk about statements. I know they lost, but what he did against New England Amazing. was incredible. 24th-ranked offense, 14th-ranked defense. Uh, the Titans are favored by two and a half on the road. And remember, that Jacksonville game earlier, I talked about how the Titans are a scare. Like, they haven't been great on the road in their own division. And a lot of betters right now are even shocked seeing the Titans being favored on a road game in the AFC South. Right. I first looked at this game and I went, ooh, Tennessee. Came down to it. I am betting on Houston. Yep. I am betting $10 on Houston, Deshaun Watson at home. This is solely because they're a home team, and Houston is a really good home team. Uh, And I do not think that Tennessee is going to have the play calling or the play action, which we complain about a lot, to take advantage of the secondary. And I think Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt are going to make a mess of it. And I just think Deshaun Watson's going to do some crazy shit. I'm buying all in on Deshaun Watson right now. Well, you're not all in. You're $10 then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But, but, you know, I want to be right. No, no, I get you. I I mean, uh, to me, it's a scary game. I'm going $10 only on the Tennessee Titans. All Um, right. So we are disagreeing on a bunch of games. Yeah, but I just – I can't put any money to this game. I mean, again, I'm not – I can't sit there and trust that Deshaun Watson could pull that off again. I would have a hard time thinking – you know, we got to remember, we talked about this all week already, but, you know, New England's front seven is slow. There's nobody that's, like, scary that can run down to Sean Watson. Uh, the Tennessee Titans got a few guys that can. So that's going to be – they're going to be able to contain him better, I think keep him in the pocket better, not let him make some of those amazing plays. And then the other reason I went with the Titans is I always factor in, like you said, Lefko, J.J. Watch, Devion Clowney – at least this is a team that has guys in Conklin and Lewan that can maybe just limit the killing yeah. that they bring. But this game's going to be close. It could go either way. That's why I'm very scared of it. I did pick Tennessee to win it 24-20. to 20. Uh, Just going by it just because I just trust Mariota and maybe his experience, but I don't trust it all the way. I mean, again, we got to remember, like, we talk about Jameis Winston who's been careless with the football. Mariota's been really good this year, and that's kudos to him because last year he really went through a – phase there at the end of the year where he was very careless with the football, just like a Jameis. He was fumbling. He was throwing bad interceptions. Uh, If he can take care of the ball in this game, I do think they can win. I don't look at the Titans as having any glaring weakness. That's my big thing with them. They are a very solid all-around football team. I just want to say this. Mariota last year in Houston, 13 of 29, 202 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, one sack. It was one of his worst game of the year. He had a 54.1 passer right. rating. It was when Tennessee was kind of looking good. Um, Mariota on the road. Again, it's these quarterbacks on the road. Um, I understand picking Tennessee. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if you're betting on these games, I think you're crazy. 
these like toss up interdivisional games. Yeah. I mean, it's very close to me. I you know I yeah. I mean listen. Uh, Evaluate the teams this year. I, you know, like those are cool stats. Don't get me wrong, but it's a different Titans team. They're not thinking about last year or what their teams have done seven years previous to that. That's like just better media bullshit. That's really you don't what think it is. last year's game matters. I mean, to a degree, they're gonna maybe look at the film for a few minutes and just go, oh, "These are the things they did to us last year." But no, it's gonna be more on this year. They look at themselves as a new team, so I don't think they're gonna necessarily like. There's no AJ Bouye out there, so there's a sure. you know. So I just I look at it. It doesn't go much into play as much as maybe some of the other points that you always make about, you know, short week, being rested, desperation, all yeah. those things, at least in my mind. Oh, I, I understand yeah. you. All right. This one I think we're putting money on. Carolina at New England. New England is favored by nine points. It is the second biggest spread of the week. Both teams are two and one, but I have different emotions about both. Right. New England is the number one offense in the league. Carolina is the number one defense in the league, apparently. Yeah. And New England has the 32nd ranked defense. Carolina has the 28th ranked offense. They are completely opposite right now. It's a nine-point lead. Yeah. You're already... I mean, it is one of my big bets, for sure. I am going... Right. $400 on New England... I think Tom Brady feasts this weekend. I think Cam Newton is in trouble. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in the New England defense, but I have zero faith in the Carolina offense. And I just want you to talk because I'm afraid you're going to bet on the Carolina Panthers. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm I'm actually really with you. I'm not as strong with you, actually. I'm 300, though, New England Patriots. Uh, So this is one of our big bets of the week. It is. I got the Patriots winning 30-17. to Again, I want to go back to, like, last week. Oh, my gosh, the Patriots were this close they like were. three or four different times from blowing out the Houston Texans. And then I know Houston and Deshaun Watson made a great plays. I don't know if that's sustainable. So I'm just saying, like, you know, New England, I guess what I'm basically saying is New England's still really good. And New England, Cam Newton can run. He can't run like Deshaun Watson. Cam Newton doesn't scramble anymore. When Cam Newton runs, it's a designed run. And the one thing I am confident with New England left go is they are still big. So they're not mm. going to lose the physicality game. Yeah, they were beaten by the speed they're be- last They've week. been beaten by speed in, in, you know, last week and then even week one with Kansas City. That's what beat them is the speed. So that's not an issue with Carolina. I think they're going to handle all the tricks and the college stuff that Carolina does with McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. They'll be all over that. But then at the other side, yeah, I just think that New England's too tough to defend, period. I mean – their O-line, that, there's no great pass rusher on that D-line for yes. Carolina. I saw a clip. It's zone. Bill, Bill Tom Belichick, Brady's going to pick apart the zone. Bill Belichick was doing his weekly TV show. Right. And he was explaining how Chris Hogan got open on a play. Right. And in it, he showed that Josh McDaniels yeah. was watching the corners after a, a, uh, an out route by Chris Hogan earlier. Right. And he noticed that after the play, I know the, play. the secondary guys came together and were doing a crossing hand motion. Right. They played trap coverage. And because coverage. of that... Right. Josh McDaniels drew up a play that was not in the playbook yes. in which Chris Hogan faked out and went up. He drew up a play like it's in the gosh darn dirt, right. and that's how they got the long yeah. touchdown play over Andre Hall. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and for me, coaches on New England are just so much better than coaches everywhere else that it's they can draw things up on the fly. I, I think it's one of the most underrated things, and we talked about it in the hallway yes. yesterday. New England, one of the reasons New England is great, and I'm sorry, other 31 teams, their coaches outcompete your coaches every week, uh, all year long. And all those hours build up to where we get to December, and Bill Belichick and his staff, they've been in the office 200 or more hours than the next team in the NFL. I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. Uh, yeah, you go to New England, you don't have a life. I can speak to that personally. Your life is over, but. You're going to work, and you're going to know every aspect of football known to mankind. That's why they are amazing. Like your play you're talking about, it's a great example. They're playing quarters coverage, which means like it's four guys back, but they're playing what they call trap, where it's an adjustment. New England does this sometimes, where if the slot guy goes out, then it becomes cover two, and the corner reads it, right? right. And he knows, oh, the slot guy's going out, so the corner co- plays cover two. He plays strong, and the safety tries to get over the top to play cover two. So they fake that out, and all of a sudden it became cover two. The 
safety flew way over to the side, yeah. and Hogan went right up the middle wide open. I just feel like open. they used their first few drives of the game and you can't to play learn zone your against tendencies. Them. Right. They, they throw all their receivers out there to see how you play route combinations, yes. and then they show you the same look and they take advantage of and it. And with Carolina, there's not even going to be that guessing. That's what I would say. I mean, Carolina kind of just does what they do, and they go, this is what we That's do, what can I'm you saying. beat what, it? What That's Drew scary. Brees did to them last week was a clinic. Right. What the Patriots are going to do is even more. Robert Wong asked in the comment section, what is the Patriots against the spread this year? They're currently 1-2. and two. This is a far cry to how they were 13-3 and three last year against the spread or something right. like that. They were incredible. Well, week ones are crazy, so that's a, it's a hard one to put it to. And, you know, listen, they, they lost the game. They could have won that game 42-28. to 28 Also, Houston, Houston always plays New England tough. They do. They just always do. All right, next one up. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Whoa, baby. Baltimore is coming back from London, in which Joe Flacco set the lowest QBR in the history of the NFL. Technically, he wouldn't even have been drunk if it was his blood alcohol content. It's a .5. Uh, 32nd in offense is Baltimore. They're 18th in defense. Pittsburgh is 22nd in offense. Yeah. Big Ben doesn't look good. No. Le'Veon Bell hasn't made any moves. No. But they're number two in defense. Yeah. T.J. Watts coming back. Stefan Tuitt practiced in full on That's Wednesday. That's good to hear. How do you tear your bicep and then practice in full? Yep. Uh, all I know is, boy, did I want to pound Pittsburgh. Right. I wanted to. You love to and, pound them. And I still kind of did. I put $100 <laughs> on Pittsburgh. Uh, I they The Baltimore Ravens lose Urban. Uh, they're still missing. Uh, I don't know if Brandon Williams is coming back. Right. Um, There's no Marshall, Yonda. They're missing all the offensive linemen. Brett Urban is a huge loss. That's what I thought, too. I mean, he's, the, he's arguably injury. their best defensive player. I mean, he's in that conversation. That's how good he is. I would say he's been their best front seven player through the preseason into the regular season. It's just, look, it's it's Pittsburgh-Baltimore. Yeah, it's, it's a tough. tough game. What are you going? I'm going Pittsburgh. I'm only going $10. It's yeah. in Baltimore. Gosh, Baltimore is a chippy bunch. They're going to be so pissed off with the way they played. I think that's what scares me. I hate me. that I bet on Pittsburgh every week. Well, I mean, it, it's it's because you, you're depending on – and I understand it because I almost want to do it. You just think their offense is going to hit here soon. It's going to get going. Big Ben played one of the worst games I've seen him play last week. I mean, he missed a lot of – Easy throws, uh, and then even when he got sacked, fumbled, left go. That was his fault. He was he was hot. He yes. pointed at the two guys that blitzed. They still hit him. Uh, so uh, neither quarterback has played well. I guess is my point. And I, what bothers me about both quarterbacks right now, it's very just ho hum effort too. There's no like emotion on the field, which I get on like Andy Dalton, those guys sometimes, and it's like three and out, three and out, three and out, and they just walk off the field and they're like, oh, that's okay, and they don't yell. Flacco and Big Ben have been the same way. Uh, I just don't know what to think of the game. I am picking Pittsburgh 21 to 16 because I have no faith in Flacco and the Baltimore offense None. at this point. Because no. the true thing is, Baltimore's defense has been good all year, but their offense has really not been that. No, great. they haven't had to do the anything. 28 point performance performance against Cincinnati was mainly driven by the defense. Yes, it was. Uh, the, the performance against Cleveland was, was not a great game. It was game. driven by the defense, too. And I, the thing is, is I think Baltimore's defense is really good, yeah. but I know that the Steelers' defense is really it good. It is. I know that the Bears had a lot of success, but when you... Baltimore I know, doesn't have the Bears all line. No. That's really And they don't and have Tariq Cohen. Right. And they don't have Jordan Howard. I, I, I like Terrence West and those guys, but not that much. Yeah, no, I agree. You're, uh, you're I, just, I just don't see the thing, and I think Pittsburgh's going to win, so three points wasn't scary. You know, if it, that was Pittsburgh minus six, I would have bet on Baltimore. Yeah, the more I'm sitting here, the more I'm going, damn, I probably should have put 100 on Pittsburgh, too. I think you're I think you're more right on than I am. I, as I talked about it and we discussed it, I just go, man, yeah, I have a hard time thinking Baltimore stays with three, but it is a the, rivalry. Oh, can I tell you what Baltimore really messed me up? Me. Yeah. The first team to play in London and not take a bye week was last year. Yeah. It was the Colts. Right. And they came back and they went to Chicago and they beat Chicago, huh. like by double digits. Wow. I don't know if it was double digits, but they, they beat won. them. Right. But I remember that was my whole thing. Like, I was like, it's in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago plays well. Right. But Andrew Luck, that was a weird thing because Andrew Luck could do weird shit. Yes. But that, that threw me off for like wanting to bet against these teams. All right. Next up. Philadelphia at the Chargers. The 2-1 and Eagles against the 0-3 Chargers. The Eagles have the 9th-ranked offense, the 21st-ranked defense. The Chargers are the 18th-ranked offense and the 13th-ranked defense. I think this shocked a lot of people, the fact that the Chargers were favored by two. Yeah. I want to tell you that there is an injury that I don't think people are paying enough attention to. Right. 
Losing Darren Sproles for the Eagles, in my mind, is a huge loss. Right. I think he gave them versatility on offense. Right. He was their best blocking back. He was their best receiving back. Mm-hmm. I think all of the other running backs gave a lot of clues. Right. When LeGarrette Blunt's in the game, you know what the Eagles are doing, just the identifiers. Yeah. I look at this defense and I go, Fletcher Cox is banged up. Jordan Hicks is banged up. I know Ronnie McLeod's coming up back, but he's banged up. Yeah. I know you're going to call me a hater, but I'm taking the Chargers minus two. $10, not a lot. Phillip Rivers against this defense. Uh, Phillip Rivers has not looked good. And I know Melvin Gordon is banged up too. But I think this is the kind of secondary where a Phillip Rivers, if Anthony Lynn finally goes, we're not a running team anymore, and he finally goes, Phillip, hurry up. Do it. Catch him off guard. What I saw in the second half against the, against the Giants, I know that it was a great win. Mm-hmm. They let up 21, 20, 21 like unanswered to the Giants. They were dicing them up whatever they wanted to do. They were turning over the ball. I just I don't have a good feeling. It's a big emotional win after mm-hmm. a 61-yard field goal, and yeah. then you go cross-country. To a team that's desperate. To a desperate 0-3 team. I just don't have a good feeling. Yeah. and I, I'm starting to realize I'm just a pessimistic Eagles fan. Well, yeah, you definitely are. There's no doubt. You and J- the Eagles fans and Jets fans, you guys are like the same animal to me. The more I'm around you guys, it's hilarious. Uh, the other thing I'll say this is, uh, a lot of your points are spot on. I'm going the Eagles 23-21. I'm only going $10. I don't trust it. I basically just went Carson Wentz is better than Phillip Rivers yes. and that's what I'm going with. Other thing is, you know, it's actually funny you brought up the Darren Spoles thing because I've been thinking about that too. I'm not so sure it won't be a blessing in disguise. And I mean that. Really? Yeah, just because what I saw last week from your offensive line, and you got LeGarrette Blunt, and they went downhill and ran at people. And the weakness of the Chargers is their run defense. And I think this could add another element to your offense that is needed and I think might have been glossed over if we were, Darren Sproles is still in the lineup, so let's stay in the shotgun and go sideways to sideways because mm. he can do that, and that's great. So that's just what I'm coming from. I don't feel confident about this. I so, mean, I think your, all your, so yours is an identity game for the Eagles. I, yeah. If the Eagles realize what their identity should be, right. I don't give Doug Peterson a lot of credit. Right. I, I, I just don't I know. just hope it is. Be- but if he – so you're saying if the Eagles finally find their identity, right. which is use all these huge offenses, of linemen yes. and pound people right. to set up the play action. Right. But it's will they be, do it? Because they, they abandoned it in the second I half. I know. It's, it's unbelievable. They did. And that's why know, I don't have faith. I, it's very hard to. I get it. Totally. Uh, but and like, Just like I said, that's the weakness of the Chargers. You know, it's they're really secondary. Funny. I want the Chargers to abandon the run and become a passing team. Well, they probably we should against the Eagles this right. to abandon the passing team and go to the run. Yeah, they need to go to the run. It's the only way they're going to take a little pressure off of Carson Wentz of him having to do it all himself. So, again, uh, this is a tough bet. I would stay away. I am picking Philly to win by one, though, or two. Uh, one thing I I did do yeah. this week is when I made my original bets, I looked through and I went, how many away teams did I pick and yeah. how many home teams? Mm, I know, I should probably Because do you know what I did? What? I went back and I charted the last few weeks who covered the spread more, home team or away team. Right. Last week, nine home, seven away. Yeah. Week two, nine home, seven away. Huh. Week one, there was only 14, eight home, six away. Damn. So I had too many away teams. Right. And I went back and on these 50-50 games, right. the Houston-Tennessee game, yeah. I switched it and I went Houston. Yeah. Chargers-Philly game, I went back and I said, I'm going Chargers right. because sometimes these home fields matter. Yeah. And I know the Chargers home field, we make fun of it all the time. Right. They can't sell ticket. Did you know that they almost tried to kick out the Charger Bolt guy from the game last week? <laughs> the StubHub personnel, like the, the, the police officers, right. brought him in there and they were like, listen, you need to take off your health, you need to take off your mask and you can't wear this. And he's like, I'm the freaking fan <laughs> mascot. And they went, no, like, you need to do it. It took him an hour and then they finally released him. They're like, yeah, this could be a bad look. I didn't know that. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, they ridiculous. are having issues with the StubHub Yes, center. they are. <laughs> StubHub. Man, how do they feel about Deshaun Watson? Jeez, I just keep uh, thinking about that. We, we, should, we should need to – I don't feel like people are – I think that's a huge story that no one's talking about. Yeah, I agree. That the Chargers wanted to take Deshaun Watson, and Philip Rivers said, I'm not going to mentor this kid. Yeah. You need to take Mike Williams. And then Mike Williams hasn't even played, yeah. and Deshaun Watson's out there yes. looking like a stud. Right. Him and Melvin Gordon in the backfield? Oh, my gosh. That's really what they want to do. That would be the team that they want. Anthony Lynn, who's a or great Patrick run Mahomes. game designer. Right. It would have fit Damn. perfect with what they do. That's why you can't let the inmates run the asylum sometimes. And, again, I don't know that for a fact, but I know a lot of people in the NFL, and that's just what I've been told by a if lot of people. If you're paying attention to our bets thus far, yeah. Sims has bet 
460. I've bet four, five, six, seven, 740. So I bet a little bit more. Yeah. We only have a few games left. Ooh. That means a lot of the money ah. is coming on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. I'm so hot. Want to touch the hiney? I don't know what that's in reference to. But let's go the 0 Billy 3 Madison. Giants at the 1 1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am. The Giants are ranked 20th in offense, 16th in defense. Tampa Bay is ranked 14th in offense. 30th in defense. Little known fact, Tampa Bay is in trouble. Tampa Bay is favored by three. Quan Alexander, not playing. Levante David, I don't think he's playing. Right, no, I don't think he's The either. middle of their defense. Right, Gerald, Gerald McCoy's not healthy. Gerald McCoy was banged up. Yes. Uh, I am going with the desperate New York Giants here. You are. I think you like Big Blue. I think you're like a. Closet. I picked them to go. I picked them to yeah, go to the NFC Championship. I am putting hundred and fifty dollars on the Giants. I think that this is a team that. It, you know what's open? The middle of the field. You know what Big Phil said on our podcast yeah, yesterday? Right. Twenty slants. Yeah. Slant central against Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I don't think that Noah Spence is going to put the fear of God into the Giants' Eric offensive Flowers line. and company. Yeah. Right. And I, I and it. I don't think that yeah. Gerald. I think Gerald McCoy's banged up. Right. And I think that the Giants' defense. I think Janoris Jenkins matches up well with Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I think they got Rogers Camardi to match up with with. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, yeah. and there's no running game for Tampa Bay. Until Doug Martin gets back, and I don't want to see what he does, right. I think you're going to go even more here. I am. I am. Uh, go ahead. Boop, boop, wow. Boop, boop. I, I've rooted with the Giants all three weeks. This is usually when I get off a team and then they come back and win. I tried to self-scout myself over years. where I've just way? gone. Well, I've gone, gone back and like so many teams where I've ridden with them for two or three weeks, and I just said, oh, like, I was I'm so fed cool. up. Yeah, but I actually won with them last week because they covered against they Philly, did. right? It was a little scary. Uh, but a uh, lot of things. I mean, you hit on a lot of the major points. I'm picking the Giants to win the game outright, 24-21. I haven't liked what I've seen from uh, Tampa Bay. really At all. No, not at all. I mean, even the first game against Chicago is misleading. Glennon really made some crucial mistakes. Yes, and, and there was, like, some big special teams punt returns that put him in amazing field position. Yes, there was. Uh, there was something else, too, that even happened. But regardless, fumble. it was. I, I can't remember the details of it. But either way, the Giants, this is the time of the year where you got to get into matchup football. And this is just where I look at it and go, hmm, what are the team's strengths? What are the team's weaknesses? And can those teams take advantage of them? The weakness of the Giants is the offensive line. Yeah, I don't think the Bucks are good enough on the defensive line to take advantage of that. The weakness on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is their secondary for sure. And I think the Giants are, of course, talented at receiver and have just enough offense to expose it. They don't need a lot of offense when number 13's on the field because he will catch slants on who was ever in the secondary for Tampa Bay, and he's going to make plays after the catch. And, of course, there's Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram and Brandon Marshall. And I do think the Giants realize, like, okay, we're not going to drop back and Eli's going to be back there for five seconds. We're going to quick throws, get it out of our hand, we got receivers who can make plays after the catch and just call it a day from there. And then you hit on the defense. I mean, there's not a better defense that matches up with Tampa Bay's weapons. I mean, it's it's. I mean, you just go Eli Apple, Dominique Rogers, Carmody, and Janoris Jenkins. They can match up with White Boy Supreme, Deshaun Jackson, and uh, Mike Evans. Certainly. You just called Deshaun Jackson a White Boy Supreme. No, the White Boy Supreme is oh, Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. Right. Uh, yes. No. Deshaun Jackson is Deshaun <laughs> Jackson. Uh, he's the man. So I just look at it there and go, they're going to be able to stop the bleeding there, like you said. They're not going to have to worry about a run game. And yes, so and the, then, hold on. this is. The, I'm, yeah. I just went back to that Tampa Bay game. Yeah, Tampa Bay stats uh, in that game was less than 200 yards passing yep. and a little bit over 100 yards rushing. So it was 117 rushing, 194 passing. Right. They get the pick six. You have the Bears and then game. After, and then after they stalled out, a fumbled punt that put them on oh, the 13-yard right. line right. that led to the Mike Evans touchdown. Yes. So that was a very, very... Very misleading, misleading game. game, yeah. And then they ran the ball because they were up from the almost get-go, so they ran right. the ball a ton just to kind of run out the clock. But, yeah, I'm just not sold. I don't trust it. I don't trust Jameis Winston. He averted disaster really closely a few times last week. And then his interceptions, those three interceptions last week, they were bad. So I, I am scared of what he has to do and what he's being asked to do, which is a little too much because there is no run game and not great pass protection, and then he just can't find a – a balance on that fine line of being aggressive yet not making stupid mistakes. Man. All right, so All right. you're going really big on the Giants. I am. It's th- I went 150, and now I'm kind of rooting against the Giants. Well, it would make sense, right. 
But we'll see. And look, they're get, you're getting three points. I just I think Tampa Bay is a little misleading. They were my NFC South pick. Not feeling great about no, it right no, now. No, you shouldn't. San Francisco at Arizona. We both put the Cardinals in the playoffs. They did play well against Dallas. Larry Fitzgerald is unbelievable. He's one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. It's amazing. He's going to the Hall of Fame. His play against Orlando Skandrick, when he took that ball from him, was yeah. thrilling. Yeah. Cardinals are 12th in offense, 9th in defense. That defense is good. Dayon Buchanan is back. They're favored by 6.5. San Francisco's defense is 18th. Their offense is 24th. Favored by 6.5. Yeah. Uh, I I am biased, right? Because Kyle Shanahan is my favorite coach in the NFL. <laughs> I am going a hundred and thirty dollars on San Francisco. Uh, I think that San Francisco's defense, the Rams game was not good. Yeah, but I think Carson Palmer, that offensive line. Watching Jared Valdir yes. and that offensive line allow all of those sacks against a three-man rush. No ass and legs on that offensive line. That, None. I think they're in trouble. None. I mean, talking about sticks or offensive linemen, that's not a good look. I mean, if, we, if I could show people the film of the back version of what the Cowboys offensive line looks like and then the back version of what the Arizona Cardinals offensive line looked like, man, there's a big difference in the legs and ass category. J.J. Nelson is their weapon. They, I don't see any running back for Arizona really being a factor. Mm -hmm. It's Larry Fitzgerald all the time. Um, Man, I just, I I like this matchup for San Francisco. Extra time, short week. You're right. That was the other thing. Even though I didn't use that for my other one. San Francisco has a week and a half to prepare. Arizona has four. Six days. Six days. They played Monday night against the Cowboys. So uh, it's scary to me. Um, your reasons are all good. I'm going Arizona. Uh, Arizona to win the game 20 to 17. So I'm going 49ers for $10. Sorry, I made that so. So you pick San Francisco. I pick San Francisco for $10, but I think Arizona wins a close game 20 to 17. Still scares me. Ryan Hoyer's scary as hell. That's exactly. That's all it came down to. I literally, when I went, I I went, Adam, you're putting $200 on Brian Hoyer because Arizona's 70 and I put it somewhere else. Yeah, Arizona's D is good. I mean, plain and simple. Uh, They're good up front. They're good in the secondary. They're good at the linebacker position. You saw what they did. The Cowboys didn't, like, march up and down the field on the Arizona Cardinals. They made – we saw two amazing plays by Dak Prescott and one run by Ezekiel Elliott for the most part. It's one of the best defenses in football, and I don't trust Brian Hoyer. Uh, So that's where I I just – I got scared off. why do you think it's going to be so close? Uh, Because of some of the other reasons, the other side of the ball. We just talked about no ass and legs on that that offensive line. It's the worst in football, plain and simple. Really? It's the worst. I'm not so. How did Jared Valdir decompose? He just to got this? to that age where it happens at a certain age for offensive linemen. They're hit out. They don't train the same way, and it's become to an age where your body starts just to naturally decline. And uh, it's not even Jared, uh, you know, Valdir. It's all of them. IU Potty's been hurt. DJ Humphreys at the left tackle, and. The big thing is, um, I, I, I feel confident in saying this, actually. The five guys that start on their offensive line, they wouldn't start on any other offensive line in football for the most part. I mean, that's how bad the group is. And then there is no David Johnson. Uh, but I just think they'll make enough plays to win the game and get through it because of the defense and because Carson Palmer and Fitzgerald yeah. and, and just a close I was run. also kind of hoping the way the Niners roared back and I think got a lot of confidence from that Definitely. game. I think Brian Hoyer was making throws at the end of the game that he hasn't been making. Yep. I think they found something in Trent Taylor mm-hmm. as another option in the passing game. Yeah. But Pierre Garçon is it's so amazing. underappreciated in this oh, league. Yes. And what he brings to a team from a fire perspective oh. but also just like – I mean, the way he fights for first downs, him and Larry Fitzgerald on the same field is going to be great. He's, um, I, you know, he's he, a Haitian running back. Uh, can I? That's what he, he's. That's what they call him, the crazy Haitian. I mean, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble here for saying that. That's what he is, and he's amazing at that, and he, and he embraces it. Nobody wants to fight him on the team. No. Nobody wants to mess with him. Uh, he is. He's, he's a guy like that, a running back. He's a guy that motivates the offense and gives them an attitude. Yeah, I just uh, I'm a little bit wary about that pick because I don't like betting on Brian Hoyer. Yeah, that's what I get scared me. But we're going yeah. now. So you still have so much money left. So much money. And we only have three more games to go. Oakland at Denver. The Raiders, Raiders. got punched in the mouth against Washington. Yeah. Whether it was because they were confused about how they were going to do their anthem uh, kind of protest or what was going on, but these stats are shocking. 
23rd in offense, 26th in defense. The Broncos Ooh. are 11th in offense mm-hmm. and 4th in defense. Yeah. And I think that the Raiders looked maybe even worse than they did when you watched the game. Washington really looked that good. And the Broncos looked a lot better in that Bills game in Buffalo. But they're now coming home, Denver. And I said this during the week, I'm a little bit worried about Derek Carr as a road quarterback. He's a lot. Now, he's had some good games against Tennessee. But these interdivisional games, he has not played well in Kansas City. He has not played well in Denver. Denver is only favorite. You're right, because when it gets cold, he's really really bad. bad. But Denver is favored by three, and I am putting $250 on the Broncos. Mm. I am. I think that I I like the Raiders. I think, though, that this secondary matches up well. I don't have a lot of faith. Like, Amari Cooper against Chris Harris or Aqib Tlaib is a huge win for Denver. Same thing for Michael Crabtree. It'll be scary. It's going to be tough. And I've been so impressed with Denver's run defense. They Mm -hmm. lost that game to Buffalo, but LaShawn McCoy didn't do anything. Anything. I don't know of which one of these running backs is going to get off. And then the other way, um, Trevor Simeon didn't play bad. No, he made two horrible mistakes. And I, I don't. And think the fake punt by Vance Joseph that's gone unnoticed stupid. this week, right? All right, what are you doing here? Uh, I'm. I feel the same way you do. I'm just not going quite as strong because I'm You're still doing scared. Of the, I'm going a hundred on the Broncos, uh, but I do like where your head's at. You know, again, what's also concerning to me is, man, I've never seen the Raiders' offensive line get pushed away around like it did last week against the Redskins either. And this is the Broncos, so holy cow, you know they're coming at home with the crowd noise, being able to get off the ball a little quicker. Um, Raiders coming, you know, semi-short week because they had to play Sunday night all the way across the country and then have to get on the plane again to go to Denver. Um, so I did go $100. I'm picking Denver to win the game 27-20. to 20. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders have really played a really good game yet. I mean, the Jets game, even though they won by a lot of points, it, when you break it down, it wasn't quite as impressive as the final score made it look. And that's what does scare me. And really the only thing that scares me about – you know, the game in general and why maybe it didn't go more of your route is Simeon just being a little careless and every game a little with the ball. I think he's still learning his way. And I did get scared that the Raiders are going to be pissed off, realize they laid an egg, and they might find some new creative ways to get their receivers going and they're going to play with a chip. And it is Derek Carr who's still pretty freaking amazing. amazing. Uh, I just That scared me, so that's why I went 100, but I do think Denver will win the game. Yeah, and I, I, I saw someone uh, just post that they dropped Amari Cooper from their fantasy team, which is insane. Uh, I have Amari Cooper on my fantasy team. It's I think one of the big questions in the NFL right now yeah. is what is going on in that guy's head. Right. And Denver is the wrong team to be questioning yourself no against. No doubt. Because they're going to let you know that you're playing like crap. Yep. They're going to hit you. And I think when I look at Denver's game, they dominated the L.A. Chargers. Right. They dominated the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. And they played really well against Buffalo. Yeah. They haven't close. had a bad game yet. No, not really. The not Raiders, a team. You're yeah, right. The right. Raiders were a little bit sloppy against the Jets. Yeah. Uh, they were really good against the Titans. Yep. And then last week was a shock. And I just think if this game was in Oakland, I may have taken Oakland. Yeah. I think home field is that important to these teams. All right, now the next one. Indianapolis at Seattle. Sunday night football. They're both 1-2. and two. Seattle is coming off a drudging at the hands of the Tennessee Titans. The Indianapolis Colts go out there and get a win. No, I think the Colts are 2-1. and one. The Colts are one and two. They've beaten the Browns. That was last week. Right. And then they lost to the Chargers, and they lost in week two to... The Chargers. They didn't play the I Chargers. mean, not the Chargers, the Rams in week they one. Lost they lost to the Rams by the in Rams week one. one. Right. Week two, I'm blanking on who they played. Hold on. i got to think about it. This is what we it. call a brain fart. Oh, it's driving me crazy here. Here it comes right now. Arizona. They lost at home to Arizona where they played close. Oh. Close game. It was Jacoby Brissett's first start. Okay, you're right. right. You're right. You're right. So the Colts are ranked 29th in offense and defense. Yes. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are favored by 13 at home. Man, I don't think I'd take Seattle if, if we were playing defense against them. I'm, I don't know if they can score 13 points with even you, me, and Gabe out there. I originally had this as a $300 bet. Right. And then I got worried that this was the Seattle like coming out party. Yeah. So I'm betting $200 <laughs> on the Colts plus 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're telling me that if the Colts score a touchdown, that Seattle has to score 20 points? <laughs> right. I just, this Seattle offense is so bad right yeah. now. 
Their offensive line is crap. Mm -hmm. Their offensive play calling is crap. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Colts, for me, are not a great team, but Jacoby has not been turning the ball over. And I know that it's a primetime game in Seattle, but in history, primetime games are typically closer when there is a big spread. I'm going Indy plus 200 here. I did the same exact thing. Really? Same exact thing. $200. I picked Seattle to win the game 21 to 19, so that's how close I think it's going to be. Uh, Yeah, I have no faith in Seattle's offense. Colts are a team that's played better every week, and their stats are a little misleading just because of the shellacking they took in week one with Tolson and the Rams moving the ball and up and was, down the field. Uh, how much of so, that do you think was on Tolson? Well, I, I just think the way they started that game in general. He throws a pick yes. six. He threw another pick. Uh, T.Y. Hilton fumbled on a Tremaine Johnson you know, fist right away, and it just snowballed the whole game. But Jacoby Brissett better against, you know, was better at starting a quarterback against Arizona. He was better last week. They kind of got some big plays in the past game. Break down how good you think the Colts' defense is. The, the Colts I haven't defense, heard you talk about Yeah, the this. Colts' defense, it, it's nothing great. The one thing I'll say about the Colts' defense under Chuck Pagano and everything, though, they don't they don't just let you beat them. They don't, they're a what sound, does that mean? They're a sound football team that always is um, going to keep people in front of them. They're not going to take a lot of risks. They kind of go, this is what we do. It's the Baltimore type of scheme on defense. Same thing in Detroit, where they don't give you a lot of chances to just make big plays on and that's them. what Seattle relies on. I know. That's why I think it'll be an issue. And then they're and, – and uh, I wanted to say uh, Baltimore. Indianapolis is bigger and more physical up front on defense than I think people give them mm. credit for. They spend the entire offseason yes. getting bigger. So they are not gonna, they're going to have their way with that Seattle line. The scary line. thing right. is will Seattle's defense – get some turnovers right. and do all that. That yep. is the question. It is the question. I know. I, you know, Listen, I like what Jacoby Brissett does, and I think they have enough weapons with T.Y. What, what, and Moncrief. Is he a game manager? He's not a game manager, no. He's actually just been really smart. He's underrated athlete. He's big and strong as hell. And, man, when he throws the ball left go, he stripes it every time. I mean, it's perfect spiral. He's a really gifted thrower of the ball in general. And I do think he's going to be able to have some opportunities to have some guys open downfield. I think for They'll me, run the ball just to run it, which is I also give them credit for. They're not yes. worried, but they're just going to make you defend it. They're not going to become one-dimensional. Chuck being a defensive coach, the stats weren't good last week, but they still pounded Frank Gore in the middle all game long. I also think this. Right. This is part of the reason why I bet so much on Carolina and part of the reason why I bet this amount on Indianapolis. I'm looking at the amount of thought that's going into these teams with their pregame actions, with the rituals and all that stuff, whether it's protesting and what they're standing for. And as I've said before, I am with the protest. I am down for the fact that we need to talk more about racial inequality. It is an issue in this country. So I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, is there's a lot of teams I think are thinking about it a lot. Part of the reason why I think Carolina is in trouble, they're the only team whose owner refused to make a statement and then put out one later, and it wasn't it wasn't about the racial inequality. Okay, so can we... And, hold yeah, on really quick. Right. And Carolina is now discussing this week mm-hmm. about what they're going to do because they weren't allowed to right. protest last week. So the only, they're the only team who hasn't done it yet. Right. And you're going to New England who's not thinking about that at all. No. Like, and so that played a lot into that pick, why yeah. I put so much money. This game... Seattle spent the first half of this week in the public talking about how we need to stop fighting with people. Mm-hmm. We need to start argue, stop arguing with the other team. So the thing about that, and now Michael Bennett, Doug Baldwin, Richard Sherman, I am so proud of them for taking on this fight. But they know they're going to be playing Sunday night football. Yeah. They know that they're going to be thinking about what they're going to say post-game, what they're going to do pre-game. The word distraction, I think, makes takes away from the impact of these protests, but I do think they are spending brain time thinking about this stuff, yeah. and I do think that plays into this whole notion. Yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, the teams that seem to be still discussing it on Sunday morning were the teams that didn't play good last week, which was Seattle, Oakland, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are the teams right. that kind of laid an egg, right? So that is going to uh, be a part of the discussion. You're right about that. You know, to piggyback off that, too, this has to be addressed. I'm sorry, everybody out there, but this is the NFL. The president, again, once today said he's been talking to owners and that they're scared of the players, and that's why they're doing this. The owners are scared of the players. Are you effing kidding me? First of all, I don't have a lot of respect for our president and his stance on just about anything at this point, so I'm just going to lay that out there. I'm sorry, everybody. But for him to say that, we just have heard the Carolina Panthers, like you said, I want to piggyback off that, 
They've been scared to do anything because their owner has Cherish basically said, if you kneel, we're going to cut you. You know, Jim Irsay, you remember Don, uh, You remember Antonio Cromartie? He kneeled for a game last year, got cut the next few days. So you're Did telling really? me, for yeah, the yeah, because Irsay said nobody will kneel, and Cromartie kneeled, and they cut him two days later. Um, so all of that, to me, is just ludicrous talk. It needs to be talked about. I want the players to find another answer other than kneeling for the national We've anthem. We've asked this, so we go have to, our to do it. Account, go right. to Atsims and Lefko. We got to do it. They're not disrespecting the. Fl- I understand they are disrespecting the flag by kneeling, but it's not about that. And so it's, what I'm trying to do is I'm right. trying to take that emotion that you see in Sims, yeah. and that I know is even more so with the players, right. and I'm trying to use it for financial gain. And that just in terms of these betting. Yeah, you know I get I mean? it. But we need to find But like a way. the discussion itself, I 100% agree. Let's just agree everybody with you. put in your thoughts. What can the NFL players do to not kneel but still bring attention to this going forward? Because they do have to stop kneeling because it is going to get the south and some of uh, the people down there extremely angry, a lot of the military people. And I understand that. Uh, I certainly would not kneel for the anthem either. I would do something else if I was a starting quarterback. I'm not a fan of the arm locking. So, yeah, but it's limited and that's why you said from the start, people had a kneel because it brought the conversation. It, it brought this to this conversation. Yeah. But now Trump won't let it go, and he's going to tell you NASCAR fans are better when you can go can to. I a tell NAS- you what I would do. You can go to a NASCAR event and tell me how many Confederate flags you'll see there. I got one. I got one. What I would do is let's say I'm Richard Sherman, right? And it's eight thirty. Yeah. Okay. This is really de- this is detailed. I would have my social media team already have a video of my statements. When it's ready for the anthem, I want it tweeted from my account, mm-hmm. and I would go Stevie Johnson on him. Remember that time Stevie Johnson called a touchdown and he lifted up his shirt? Right. I would lift up my shirt, and I would say, check Twitter. He's going to get fined for that, so that's what I don't want him to do? Just saying. Um, but, I, I mean, honest, I get you. They gotta, we gotta find a, they got to find a way to do it. They really do. Free Lefko PR. Uh, Lefko the field. NFL needs to give them a, a – a, first of all, the owners, oh. because Trump also said – no, Trump, This we're going to talk about this for a second. Trump also said he talked to owners who said they were scared. Well, Jerry Jones talked to Donald Trump yesterday. The NFL and the owners better come out strong again against this. I don't want to hear it. You have to stop this rhetoric. It's ridiculous. A guy is calling black players sons of bitches because they're protesting inequality, which is so freaking real, it's unreal if you're around black people, and yet the people with Nazi flags and the Confederate flags were fine people. That's alarming and, and really The frustrating thing is, is like I, I hear these points and I'm always like, how does anyone see the other side? But we want to listen because we do not want to be... Let's go to the last listen. game. Thanks. Yeah. Monday Night Football, it is going to be Washington at Kansas City. You know who lives in Washington? (laughs) Washington is the eighth-ranked offense, the fifth-ranked defense. Kansas City is the third-ranked offense, and wouldn't you know it, for the second year in a row, the 28th-ranked defense. The Chiefs are 3-0. Washington's 2-1. The Chiefs are favored by 6.5. Arrowhead on a Monday night and it's going to be rocking because the Chiefs are headed in 3-0. and Kareem Hunt is the best running back in the NFL right now. But don't look now. The Washington offense has it clicking. And the Washington defense is better than people think. Yeah. I wanted to go Kansas City. But I'm going Washington $100 because I think 6.5 is too much. And I think this one comes down to a field goal. And also, Kansas City lost their kicker. Cairo Santos is on the IR. If you don't think kicking against a good team is going to matter, mm-hmm. I think that stuff does. Yeah. I watched that happen with Arizona on Monday right. night. Right. Their kicker missed. So I'm going $100 on Washington here. Uh, yeah, I, I feel really the same way you do, except four times stronger. What? Yes, I'm going Redskins $400. I just don't see how KC is going to beat crap. them by more than six and a half. Uh, I've been really impressed with what I've seen from the Washington defense. It's played really well. It's sound. Greg Minuski, their D coordinator, is kicking butt. And uh, I do think they're athletic enough to stop some of the Chris Thompson, uh, Tyreek Hill type of plays. You're not going to stop them completely. Uh, and I didn't want to say Chris Thompson. I mean Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt type of plays. I do think the Redskins defense can slow that down. Also, I always look at the Chiefs and go, man, their drop back passing game, it's not real special from a schematic standpoint. And I think Minuski will be all 
all over that. And then vice versa. I mean, we just saw it. The Chiefs are the 28th-ranked defensive football. Now, they're better than that because they got ballers who make plays. I mean, Marcus Peters gets a big pick, a big interception. Terrence Mitchell, Terrence Mitchell gets two last week. But I think Washington is going to move the ball up and down the field on Kansas City. And I, I picked uh, Kansas City to win the game 27-24, to but will not be shocked if the Redskins win. That's why I'm going $400. Man, yeah. What it, when you make that pick? What are you afraid could happen? Uh, I guess the A only Kareem thing. Hunt seventy yard run. At yeah, the end it's of the not game. even that. I think what scares me more than anything is it's just it's Monday night. It's going to be loud. And it's going to be, I just worry about the initial rush. That's all I'm worried about. If the if the Redskins can get out of the first quarter. Like what happened to them on Monday night against the Steelers last year. If they can get out of the Remember first that? quarter. Um, the first quarter, it blew up. Or wait, was that Steelers, Kansas City? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's definitely not. It the, was Steelers, Kansas City. Was it? When the Steelers put out like 20 Oh, yeah, points, it was like on Kansas City. Right, um, you're right. It was in, in Pittsburgh. You're right about that. Exactly and then after right. that, Kansas City was the better so team. So that's what scares me. Right. It's, it's the only thing I'm looking at. Like if, if Washington can hang in in the first quarter and, and survive that initial Kareem Hunt, Tariq Hill, Travis Kelsey, and they can just go, okay, first quarter's over. We're only down by three. Yeah. Or we're only down by six. Then they're going to be okay, Kansas I believe. Kansas City has been making a living off of turnovers and Kareem Hunt long runs. Right. I do not think that's sustainable. I do think they're a really good football team, but I think that Washington is one of the more underrated teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, I do too. I think people are overlooking them. If you really look at that Eagles game, uh, that Carson Wentz deep throw to Nelson Aguilar, uh, the the pick by Car- Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins threw the one in the end zone, red zone, right? That and was really the, bad. Then the fumble, the fumble touchdown that return wasn't that wasn't a fumble, fumble. Right, right? So I think that Washington has looked really good thus far, and yeah. I don't think they're getting enough credit. And six and a half points is disrespectful. Yeah, it's that's a, a three point line for me. But also, Washington has a history of underperforming on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Yep. It is now time. We're not. A, we don't have anything ready. They don't know my team. I'm sorry. No, you have to do guaranteed to lose. I don't have to do anything. Oh, pick tell the masses. Tell me they want a video on we from literally, Nature Report. We literally, I literally get tweeted at all of the time. You're gonna have to show me these Gar- tweets. I'll show I don't know you. they exist. Who are the five teams that are guaranteed to lose? Let's do it right now. You're picking Carolina. Um, my five team to lose. Hold on. Well, what, am look. I the only guy that does work around here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Here's my five teams to lose. Yes. Okay. And now, right, hold on. I only have four. You got to give me a second. I only got four. I got four. Can we just end this show? Are we done? No. If they want to do a video bleach report about this, then we'll Your do a Your five video. teams guaranteed to lose are Carolina. You going to pick Tampa Bay? Nope. Carolina, the Colts, the Browns, the Bears. And I don't know who my fifth one was. I haven't decided on that. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Your four teams guaranteed <laughs> to lose. Carolina, Indianapolis, Cleveland, and Chicago. Blame Bleacher Report. That's all I could say. They don't want to do the video. That's it. That's incredible. And you yeah. literally bet on Chicago, Indianapolis. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me just recap our big bets really quick to show you what we guys agreed on. What we guys, what we agreed on. We I bet 400 on on New England. You bet 300 on New England. That is one of our shared locks. That is neat. You bet 400 on the Giants. I bet 150 on the Giants. That is neat. I bet 250 on Denver. You bet 100 on Denver to knock off Oakland. I bet 200 on Indy. You bet 200 on Indy. Wow, we agreed on all of our big bets. Yeah. And then you bet 400 on Washington. I bet 100 on Washington. Right. So New England, the Giants, Denver, Indy, Washington are shared big bets. Okay. We wish you good luck. We went nine and seven last week. I need to catch up, and I don't know where I'm going to make those picks up, but we'll see what happens. For now, for Sims. Peace out, homies. L e f k o e. Man, I'm out. Hope you guys enjoy the games. Host your bets. Do well. Hit those cover. Mess up the spread. We'll talk to you next week.